This is the TSG Multimedia Podcast for September of 2022. We're sponsored this month by the TSG Train Crew on Patreon. Thank you very much. I'm John Abaticola, host of the longest-running train-related monthly podcast I'm aware of. We've had a podcast every single month since January of 2010. It comes out on the first Saturday of every month on all the major podcast places like iTunes and Google Play, and you can find the video version on YouTube. I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters who make it all possible and invite you to become a member of the TSG Train Crew on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash tsgmultimedia. Supporters get early access to the weekly features that come out on the YouTube channel every Saturday, as well as behind-the-scenes information about what's going on at TSG Multimedia. We've been real busy since our last podcast in August, so let's just get right to it. Hi, we're doing something today. This is August 2nd, and it's about, let's see here, 1.20 p.m., and we flew to Colorado. We're standing outside the Colorado Model Railroad Museum, and we're going to be here in Greeley for a couple of days or a few days doing some videos around this area. So it should be interesting, and I'll be back on the podcast to let you know what happens. Hi, so I'm here with my famous, world-famous co-host for the live show that we do every so often, uh, third Wednesday of the month, Talking Trains. This is Michelle. You know her already. And since this is the podcast, I wanted to ask Michelle to update our viewers on what is happening with the museum, because we don't talk about that on the live show. So what is happening with the museum? So I started us out here because... Pre-pandemic, we were going to build a big building, but the cost of that just doubled. So we looked at the land we had and realized we could update our outdoor spaces. So we have this year-long project called Outdoor Spaces. It has four mini projects within it. And one of them is this, the entrance area. And we've got a little bit of it done and we're in process. And so what's going to happen is this pad that I'm standing on is where our brass bronze conductor is going to be calling people to the museum come in come in and over here on this pad we have a dad this pad we have a dad holding a little girl and his son in his hand and they're going to the conductor with their ticket and their full-size bronze was donated by al frank so what we have to do is make this ground better because we didn't expect this donation it was kind of out of the blue and quick so we have brick coming into this patio and all through here, and we're gonna build some fencing at the other end so kids can safely rail fan here. And families can come out onto the patio and gather. And we'll have a shade tree, and we already have the flower pots in because the city does those for us. Greeley's an awesome town. Um, They pay for those and put the flowers and water them for us. So we're gonna be selling bricks over the next year. And if you wanna be part of helping us make this a beautiful entrance, um, be on the lookout for that. Selling bricks. Get your name on a brick. Get your name on a brick. I had one. I got a funny story since this is the podcast. I already got my first like paperback and he put his name and then he put HO modeler, but he didn't put a space. So it looked like home modeler. <laughs> and I said, you really got to put a dash in there or something. <laughs> so, so be careful about your wording, but pick your brick and put what you want on it. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this is the backside of the museum where they have their OC&E car, and then, right, oh, Vanna <laughs> and Vanna White. OC&E but there's car. there's something happening here, though, that you've told me about before, but I don't know that we've really talked about it. So what's the plan for back here again? Something about a garden railroad or something? So this is another outdoor spaces project for us, and we are putting in a garden railroad. So our main building is to my right, and our warehouse is to my left, and we have all this empty space that we're going to make into a picnic area, And over here at Garden Railroad, up against the warehouse, and it'll actually have staging inside the warehouse. Oh, cool. (laughs) So it'll have indoor staging, which is awesome, (laughs) and then outdoor running. And so we're going to run steam and diesel on two different levels on this um, layout. And we're also going to have a a switching area for kids that is a little bit lower that can be operated by kids that visit. So that's excellent. Multi-dimensional Garden Railroad out here. It'll all go right in here, this space. 
And then that leads us to our next project, which is fence it all in. Oh, fence all of this in? Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be up against this building here? Yeah. And this, you said, is a warehouse? This is our warehouse where we store things. Uh-huh. And uh, we got some really fun stuff in there. And right now we're having to rearrange it with keeping everything inside. And have you ever tried to move a room without taking anything out? It's really hard. So it's taking us a long time to rearrange it so that the staging yard can be here. And then our fourth project in outdoor spaces, because we've got the front, the garden railroad, the fencing, and we have an in-scale layout for kids to run on that it goes right inside the warehouse. And so that'll be right inside the door. We have to put in fire egress doors. So we have to cut new doors in. I have to take down these power poles that you can't see right now, but they're over here. And so I'm working with the power company. Oh, it's a huge construction project, but hopefully we'll be done in the next year and next summer, we'll have all this really cool stuff. Hey, we just came across something else that you were just talking about. Yeah. So these are our bronze statues. We already have them here. We just don't want to put them outside till all the brickwork is done and the trees are done and all that stuff. The little boy will actually turn the other way and hold the dad's hand. But these are full-size bronzes. They're number five of five, each of the pieces. And they're done by an artist in New York, but donated to us by Al Frank. And Al is a historian, a Colorado historian, and he volunteers at the Forney Museum also. And he called me and said that he would like to leave a legacy here. Would we like bronze statues? And of course I said, absolutely. And so they're already here. And so we're just trying to get the ground ready for them. Super exciting. So this is about the fourth or fifth or sixth time, I don't know, that I've been here. But every time I've been here, I've been working on the layout tour of the Colorado Model Railroad Museum. And I have never seen the inside of this warehouse. Alvin and Gary saw it, but I was busy working, so I didn't get to see it when we were here last time. This warehouse is full of all kinds of really cool artifacts, as well as those bronze statues that Michelle was showing a minute ago. And it's really cool because it sounds like Michelle has plans for most of, if not all of this stuff. And there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. Hi, this is one last thing I'm going to do today for the podcast. I'm sitting in my co-host space here. And I can tell you all about these pictures because she told us all about these pictures before. Uh, I have that picture at home that was sent nice, uh, nicely by Chris uh, Palmieri. Thank you very much, Chris. And uh, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm famous now from being in a famous person's chair. Well, hello there. We're doing something again today day two in Colorado and it turns out that Michelle needs to get a, a t-shirt that she saw up in the Cheyenne Depot or no. No, I saw somebody wearing it and I asked them where they got it and they told me the Depot so we're on a mission. So we're on a mission to go I got, to... I gotta have more shirts. Yeah. So we're on our way to Cheyenne right now and uh, should be interesting. I, I think... I, I think I had Cheyenne on the podcast at least once before, maybe twice, because we went there last year on the epic journey or the epic trip. And then we went there to Cheyenne the year before, or maybe two years before, I don't remember now, to go look at the 4004. That's a big boy on static display, which you can see that on a video here on the channel if you just search for it, 4004 Holiday Park, I think. So anyway, we're going to do that today and I'll come back with any updates. So it should be interesting. Hi, I'm here in the Union Pacific Steam Shops in Cheyenne. And this is something I didn't know I was gonna yeah. see this time. It's something that I wasn't expecting to be able to mention this time. But if you look behind me, you can see that they have the big boy steamed up and they're gonna do some testing out here today, which is pretty cool. We're gonna get to watch all of it. And I don't know how much of it I'll be able to put on and share with you, but I wanted to let you know because this is a cool thing that's happening. And it's because of this person right here that I brought in to the picture. Thank you, Michelle, for, for bringing us over here. Yeah. She said, you're welcome over there. Here, yeah. say it over here. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool though. And it's a, a neat opportunity uh, even just to see this place, let alone to you know, hang around and talk to people and it's just really cool. I call it breathing shot there. It's good for the soul. <laughs> what is that? A big boy. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? So this is the inside of the cab of the 844. Someone said, hey, you want to see this? Well, who am I to say no? So now you get to see it too. So the crew's been moving the engine around the yard to where they know they have really tight curves and they're measuring clearances so that they'll know where they can and can't go on future excursions. It's very interesting to watch and definitely something you don't see every day. Something else that's really interesting about this is the precision with which Ed is able to move the locomotive. I mean, he'll sound off and then the locomotive will just move about, you know, four inches or something like that. To think of such a large engine being able to be moved with such precision is kind of mind blowing. Hi, we're taking a little break because the 4014 crew is taking a break for lunch. We've been following the locomotive around as they test for clearances over tight curves. I guess this is one of those things where they have to do this to make sure that wherever they're going they won't have any derailment problems or any knocking stuff away from the side of the track problems. Maybe stuff that's installed a little too close to the track for this locomotive. So they came and parked it on the turntable right before breaking for lunch. They're eating lunch now, and then they're going to turn it on the turntable after lunch, and I'm hoping to catch that. I didn't expect to see really any of this today, so it's a really huge bonus.
Okay, so in case you haven't figured that out yet, we left uh, Cheyenne and we came back later, it's much later today, we came back to the Colorado Model Railroad Museum and I wanted to do a quick little podcast blurb upstairs here because we touched on this during the layout tour of this place, but I hope this will make it a little bit clearer for you just how many artifacts they have here. This entire upstairs level here, the wall is full of artifacts of all types. So this is more than just a big cool layout because it's that too, but it's also a museum and that's why it has the word museum in the name. And I think that might get lost on people sometimes just because they're overwhelmed by the layout, but there's a lot of really cool stuff here that's worth coming to see if you haven't been here before. Here's what I'm talking about. Look at all these lanterns right here and watch what I'm going to do here. You'll notice also they all have their own little placards that tell you what they are. Look at this. More lanterns. And more lanterns. And more lanterns. And look at this. Did I mention they have lanterns here? Let's move along over here. These are displays. Oh, look, there's another lantern over here. But that's not why we came over here. See, look, another lantern. But look at this. There's a whole display case full of china in here. How cool is that? And guess what? All the china has little placards. So all this stuff tells a story. And there's one more thing over here that I want to show you that I thought was pretty cool. I don't think I saw this last time when I was here. Oh, look, another lantern. But check this out. This is original towels from the various passenger trains. And I've seen Pullman towels like this at the Western Railway Museum. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, I think it is. And there's a bunch hidden behind the conductor here. And of all the displays in this museum, this is one of my favorites right here. That shows you all of these different scales. You have Z scale all the way at the top, and then in order, N scale, H O S O, and it says G. Garden scale has a lot of scales though. I'm guessing this is probably 1 to 29. Garden scale is one of those weird things. O scale is kind of weird like that too. They have, it means more than one thing when you talk about O scale. You might be talking about 1 to 48. Some people call O scale, O gauge, and that's a whole topic on its own. But I always enjoy these little displays that have a bunch of scales on them because it kind of explains to people what scale means. And here's something else that I think is really cool. This is a full-size prototype cupola caboose here, Colorado and Southern. And, you know, we kind of touched on this during the layout tour a little bit. But this could be its own video because this is a prototype piece of equipment. And I don't know. I mean, I'd like to know how they got it in here. You can see there are rails in the floor down here beneath that cab, which is another thing they have that, you know, there, there's so much to look at here and so many cool things that I feel like the layout tour we did, even though it did cover the layout, which is over here, by the way, even though we did cover this whole huge, amazing layout, we didn't really talk about everything else about, about the museum and what the museum has to offer as a museum. So I don't know, maybe sometime we'll come out and do that. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll even do it on this trip. I don't know at this point, but there's a lot here to see 
in addition to the layout. Well, hopefully this little segment on the podcast gave you the idea of just how much there is here. So we are doing something today. We came to Peter Miller's house to do a video about his layout. And he has a fairly large layout here that's really nicely detailed. And there's all kinds of great structures and scenery that were done by someone named Jason Jensen. You've probably heard of him before. He has a channel here on YouTube. So we just actually finished recording and I'm gonna see if I can get Jason to come on here to say something. This is literally 20 seconds later, and it could be a you never know who you'll run into episode on the podcast, but I did know I was going to run into Jason because Michelle told me that she set this up ahead of time. And actually, Jason did most of the talking for the layout tour. <laughs> so thanks for coming oh, on the yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Tell awesome. people something about yourself that they don't know. Well, I'm a freelance artist. Um, I just live and breathe art 24-7. <laughs> but I had such a fun day here today with John and his wife filming this layout. Um, it was a pleasure. Right. He got a little tired at the end and we got a little <laughs> punchy. And those will be bloopers at the end of the layout tour. So you'll oh, want to no. look for that. <laughs> we forgot to mention Jason's channel, Jason Jensen Trains. Look for that on YouTube. All right, so we're doing something kind of cool today. Remember, we were here at the Colorado Model Railroad Museum a couple days ago, and we just kind of showed this, but we didn't see it running. Well, today it's running, and Bill Kepner is here operating a simulator. What's cool about this is that it's not just a simulator where you get to look at pictures of the, of the scenery. There's actually a locomotive out on the layout, and the camera's feeding this information into the view screen and his controls are making the locomotive do different things out here and you can do everything blow the horn put on the bell everything hey they're going to give me a chance to crash something so i'm going to give this a try here no no <laughs> okay here we go do i have the high ball yeah all right here oh i didn't realize you set the brake on me here Hit. 
and Bruce is going to come out here and help us put it together and get it working. And we got here right as everything got bad, so uh, we struggled for you know for a while to figure out how we were going to interface the density, and then, then uh, I found out about the JMRI protocol, so I rewrote part of the software to talk to JMRI Everybody's going to want one of these for their home layouts. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. That was really cool. I mean, I don't know if I expressed it well inside. I'm still kind of blown away by it. And I don't know if you realized, but he turned a switch on that actually made the seat vibrate. So you get the seat vibration, you get the sound, you get the notching up and everything. It's really cool. Well, hello there. We're doing something today. Part of our trip this week is to come to the Colorado State Railroad Museum. And that's where we are in Golden, Colorado sitting or standing outside of their entrance here and we're going to do a video about this museum very similar to videos we've done with niles canyon railway and i'm trying to think who else we've done this with western railway museum and the western pacific railroad museum in portola that one hasn't come out yet but it will soon so we're, we have a new friend uh, rob kramer here who's going to take us around and tell us all about this place so let's go have some fun Someone's getting a big thrill here today. <laughs> Why is this so happy for you? This is my favorite kind of engine. Yeah? Yep. What is it? It's an F unit. So I'm here with Rob Kramer, our host at the Colorado Railroad Museum. And part of our video here, he turned this turntable around. I'm gonna help him push it back <laughs> to where it was. <laughs> so, ready? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to stop it at the other end, but see now it's almost going by itself. Yeah. Just sort of guiding it a little bit. So what do you think operationally yeah. is the biggest obstacle that we have with the turntable? What causes it not to work more often than not? I would expect one of, one of maybe two things. Either something jacked up the rail, which is unlikely, but I'd expect it's frozen would be the most common. You're pretty close on the second one. Yeah. The biggest obstacle we face is heavy snow because the bottom of the turntable fills up, fills up with snow and then the turntable won't turn. Yeah. So it has to be manually dug out enough so that we can start turning the turntable. Yeah. We want to slow it so that it lines up on this with one. that groove. I'm coming up. Coming up. Almost there. Hold on. I'll give you the rest. 
I feel so Armstrong right now. <laughs> so it's a little bit later and I just wanted to update you here on the podcast about what we did today. So as you saw, we went to the Colorado Railroad Museum in Golden, Colorado and had a great time checking out the museum. We'd been there before, but we'd never had a tour like we had today. And we recorded for a video that will come out here on the channel that's about their museum and highlights some of the you know, more important pieces in their collection, but it only scratches the surface. So when that video comes out, you'll wanna definitely take a look at it. After that, we went to Big Ten Curve. You'll recall, if you watch this channel much, that last year I went up there with Gary, Alvin, and Michelle on a Chasing Trains episode. And I also had a guy named Brad on the podcast talking about Big Ten Curves on, I think it was September of 2021's podcast. That's what I'm talking about. And it was funny because as soon as our top secret producer saw that place, she's like, oh, I have to go and see that place. So we added that into our trip on this uh, trip. We're gonna go back to the Colorado Model Railroad Museum to return a piece of equipment. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll run a train. Oh, what's doing? Hi, I'm running a train. I haven't done this before here. So far, so good. Nothing broke. But I also just got on the layout. Now I need to go pay attention. All the signals are green. Oh, no fun. You have to... It's the end of the day. You don't get to wait. Am I the last one? On the... I think you're the last oh. one. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. The easiest for John. I'll, I'll so, deal with it the last train out yeah. i'm sorry i'll deal with it but i have to come operate here sometime and do that log run the yes. log turn yeah I think that's you can do it right. now but it's five hours and i'm not staying that week yeah no no, no. <laughs> we don't need to do that this will this will keep us here long enough i'm sure yep so but as a as a first time operating on the layout this is good because it's an easy job cool. so a lot of fun though thank you you're welcome it's a three train yeah I need to hurry up and get through here before the fire, uh, trestle catches fire. Yeah. Did you take a video or a picture? I took a picture. I'm trying to get through before the trestle catches on fire. Okay, so that one's going to be up there. Okay. Yeah, and now you're going to be up at the summit, and everything else now is on the other peninsula over there. Okay, so I need to go up there. See, if you want to duck under, you go there and left, and you can walk around. It's a pretty short Oh, to get right here. Okay. You just got to really yeah. duck. I, I've, never, I've never done the little shortcuts before. Yeah. We were just recording before. Yep, so just go left right there and you can come right out. All right. <laughs> that's a oh, that's way shorter. That's way shorter. And there he is. Oh, I just... Oh, I knocked the... Uh, I saw a red signal and I thought, I thought it was uh, red, but I think I just knocked it down when I went through... <laughs> That's the longest trestle on the entire layout right here. Something like 10 feet or 12 feet. It's a really impressive structure. So I'm back here in the staging area and my train's coming in on the main down here. And I just had to double check all my switches are lined up to go into the correct staging track. And this is kind of an interesting design for layout design. This train actually left the other side of the staging yard going that way. And it's designed so that it's a huge loop. And when it comes back in, it comes in on the other end of the staging yard and it automatically restages itself so that the next time somebody's ready to run it, they can just pick it up where, where I leave it now, and that's exactly where I picked it up. So it's kind of cool that way. It's like a self-staging design. And if you look down there, you can see there's a light turned on on the track, right here, 
that tells me that my track power is on. So I'll be able to pull this train right in there and then stop it down there. So this is where we started, right here. And that's where I'm gonna end it. Michelle challenged me to stop it right on the mark. So I'm gonna see if I can do this without messing something up. I'm gonna watch and make sure. <laughs> you just have to slow down. <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I haven't gone long enough to know what the momentum settings are. I don't think there's I don't much. think we have any. I think you did. Right on. I don't know. Is that good enough? It's, let me check. Let me see. I put the coupler right on the orange thing. Actually, this guy is wrong. <laughs> You're good with the line. <laughs> oh, is it supposed to be with the line? Or is it supposed to no, be with the orange? The orange. Yeah. Look, he's yeah. over. Somebody parked wrong. Someone messed I up. Whoever just ran the 271 but didn't park well. Look where the orange <laughs> thing is and look where look, my coupler look is. Look at John. He did good right there. See? Oh, professional. <laughs> did you blow your horn for a second? Yeah. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> You're good. All right. Sign it that's, out. That's it. Sign. Over and out. So, on August 17th, we went live with the monthly Talking Trains show. In this episode, we talked with Frank Markovich, who puts on the Westside Reunion event every year in Sonora, California. And after that, we talked with Glenn Sutherland, John Zock, Larry Jensen, and Kyle Wyatt about the Sierra Seminar and the newly founded Tuolumne Historical Railroad Association, or THRA. It's a 501c3 dedicated to preserving the history in Tuolumne County. We wrapped that show up talking to Alvin Gilbert about a project he's working on to try and get the first ever train viewing platform in Salt Lake City. One that will preserve the rich railroad history of Salt Lake City while providing a safe place for people to view the trains coming in and out of the city. If you missed this show, it's available on the replay. And there are plenty of actionable topics to learn about. I know what you're thinking, but this is not chasing trains. We're going to go help today at a garden railroad open house. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be helping tomorrow at one as well. This is the weekend of the Bay Area Garden Railway Society's open houses in the South County. So today we're going to go help at the San Benito Southern, which you can see a video of that layout here on the channel. If you search for it, San Benito Southern. So we'll come back from the San Benito Southern with some updates and it'll be a lot of fun. This is the truck crew doing their business. The maintenance of weight team in action. Operations um, just gets the fancy stuff. Us peasants have to do this grunt work here. You're really good at that, Curtis. <laughs> You've had some practice, huh? Yeah, 17 years doing this here now on this railroad. Why do you do the open houses? Um, gives us an opportunity for um, seeing this thing at its best, you know? Makes it fun. Baggers has been great. Yeah, we've been, uh, since 2005, members of Baggers. Enjoyed every second of it. And it's like new. That might even be better than new.
All right, so we're just leaving from the San Benito Southern. And we had a good time helping out and hanging out. They had a great day here. I think they had something like 80 people visit, which is pretty good for an open house. And uh, we're headed home now. So that's it for now. Over and out. Hello, it's the next day, and today we're doing something else. Today, the Fern Creek and Western in Santa Cruz is having their open house. So, we're going to go help them with that, keep trains running. I actually invited some other people over who sound like they're going to go, so we'll see more friends there today, and if I have a chance, I'll get them to talk on camera for the podcast about what they're seeing at the Fern Creek and Western. So, going to go have some fun again. Hey, what's going on here today, Paul? Well, uh, we're having our first open house in, I think, three years or something like that. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. <laughs> A lot of people are going to come see the railroad today. It's for the Baggers event, but it's also open to the public. So what's Baggers? The Bay Area Garden Railroad Society. It's a uh, collection of a bunch of different railroads that um, open up, uh, you know, during a season and they have open houses throughout the Bay Area and also local events and stuff and like meetups and you know swap meets and stuff like that. It's a good organization and uh, a lot of nice people help each other out. Yeah. This is one of the things that I've been really excited to see here. This is a big long signature scene trestle that Trevor's been working on up in Oregon. I was talking to him couple days ago and he said that he was able to bring it down on a flight in two checked cases from Oregon it's a really amazing structure actually you know Paul seeing this in person is even more impressive I think than the pictures that I saw yeah I mean I'd only seen segments of it that he sent to me on uh, on Facebook yeah uh, messenger and Seeing it in person is pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Been hearing about this thing forever. Paul's in the process of adding little shims to it so that it's more level. Because if it's too far off, it'll present great opportunities for derailing. Hi, Trevor. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing terrible, but I'm here. Oh. So what's this test going to be? This is to make sure that we don't fall off the bridge and have like a Back to the Future moment or something. Are you operating? Yeah. So operating for an open house is a little different than operating for operations. Basically all we're doing today is we have some hard meets at specific sidings and there's two trains going in each direction. So when an operator comes to one of those sidings, they need to stop until the person they're meeting comes through. Pretty straightforward stuff. So remember I was just talking about hard meets? This siding is one of the sidings that we're doing hard meets at. So I'm going to pull up onto the track here. And then I have to wait until somebody meets me here. And because I'm a courteous operator, I'm gonna throw the switches on each end of the siding so that the other person that I'm meeting here can just go through. Here's another one of those meets I was talking about. I got here first, I'm running this tank train, so I had to wait for this other train to come in. And once that train is through, I'm free to go. 
Yeah, you're a professional. I don't know about that. You are. I just get lucky. <laughs> this is Jack Burgess and his wife, Jackie. Paul got a layout tour of Jack's layout a while back, so now he's giving Jack and Jackie a layout tour of his layout. These are 3D printed trucks. Yeah. No. We need some uh, passenger cars. Somebody actually has the Look at the top secret operator. This is the latest new world record for the number of cars on a train at the Fern Creek in Western. Count them and see how many there are. I counted 30 something. And of course, it wouldn't be a day at the Fern Creek and Western without some live steam at the end. So thanks to everybody at the Fern Creek and Western for a great time. We had a great open house and we're really glad to be here today to help out. Hi, I think you can tell from the last shots from last night that it was totally dark when we finished up where we were and uh, today we're doing something yet again we're gonna go watch the 2479 get moved now, what's the 2479 you say that's a pacific class southern pacific locomotive that's been kind of landlocked at the fairgrounds for a long time and they're gonna move it to niles canyon so niles canyon is gonna get a pacific class southern pacific locomotive it's a big steam engine so we're going to go document that today and it should be very interesting i'll probably give you some updates while we're there so we're here at the uh, fairgrounds and as you look behind me you can see there's these big heavy cranes and there's the cab of 2479 but there's these big heavy cranes and there's like two of them and they're going to be uh, hoisting up the boiler and the uh, chassis i guess you call it onto these uh, heavy load trailer trucks for transport to Niles Canyon. They have cables around the boiler at this point, and before too long, the cranes will work together to lift that boiler onto a big truck that's back there. 
So I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm not sure anybody has seen anything like this before. So they got the boiler moved out and now they're getting the crane ready and just over here off to my right there's a big heavy trailer where they're building basically a piece of railroad track on the trailer that they're going to lift this and put it onto that so that it doesn't shift too much it's a really interesting process All right, so if you look behind me, you can see that the uh, chassis and the boiler are loaded on trucks down there, and they're about ready to take off uh, to move those to Niles Canyon. So we won't be following them today, but we are going to stick around and finish watching the rest of what they're doing here, loading this last truck. Hi, we're doing something today. We were invited to an operating session at Ted Stevens, Ohio and Little Kanawha Railroad. You can see a layout video of this layout here on the channel if you search for Ted Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. And it's a really cool layout. I've operated here once before with my friend Robin Gilstrom. You might remember that from a somewhat recent podcast. I think it was from sometime last summer or last uh, fall. But it's a great layout to operate. There's a lot of really good scenery here and structures, and there's a lot of excellent modeling that went into this layout, and it was fun to operate too. So I'm looking forward to this and really looking forward to who might be at this op session because I haven't seen some of these guys in months. So we're gonna go have some fun. This is a really remarkable layout. The detail in it is pretty amazing. And this is one of my favorite scenes where you can see there's a garage there with a car inside. Pretty cool. The first job that we're working today is switching out this place called Roncevert, which again, you can see this on the layout tour video we did here. I'm just backing up so that you can see the detail inside that shop right there. It's crazy. So basically what we're doing is we're switching out a bunch of cars and picking up a bunch of cars. And we're in the process right now of building the outgoing train. We finished all our work in Roncevert and we're now traversing the entire layout basically to get to a place called Parkersburg. So this is the eastbound Roncevert local. Luckily for us, it's a pretty light crew today, so we don't have a ton of trains on the layout. That helps keep things a bit simple. So this is a video for the new women in model railroading SIG group. We have our operator here who's been the conductor all day for all the other jobs until, <laughs> until now. Now I'm the conductor on this one, but we're just waiting for a signal over here to turn green for us. And as soon as the dispatcher throws that, we'll be on our way. But what's your impressions? You haven't operated at this layout before. No, it's great. Every job we've done has been really fun and interesting. And of course, all the 
terrific layout details and scenery. It, it's a little distracting because everything's so good. You want to look at all the buildings. So Yeah, I know it's earlier really I, I ran right through a turnout I was supposed to stop and get clearance for because I was making a video of the amazing, <laughs> the amazing scenery. So, oh well. So we just finished here at Ted Stevens' op session, and what a real pleasure to run this layout. It's uh, not only scenic really well, but it runs really well. And more importantly, at least to me, is that the jobs are very interesting. We did a through train, which still had some set outs. That was very interesting. And a couple of locals, very good. And I think they've added some a, a variety of facing point and trailing point switches in the areas that you have to switch as well so that really makes you have to think a little bit but not in a way that's frustrating so what a great layout had a great time thanks ted and earl and paul and everybody else who had a really wonderful time and got some more experience for the top secret operator do you have anything to add to all that nope great time all right Sounds like it was a great time when we'll catch you on the next bit of whatever we do this month. Hi, we're doing something today. We're at Ed Loazzo's New York Central layout in Los Altos. This is a really beautiful layout I saw for the first time about three or four years ago. And we're shooting a layout tour. So this is really exciting. It's something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And as you can see from the scene behind me, it's a very nicely done layout. So I'm really looking forward to getting it done and sharing it with you on the channel here. All right, well, it's the next day and I've had a lot of time to think about Ed's layout and, you know, it's been about three or four years in the making to get around to actually documenting Ed's layout. And I think he's done a really good job in terms of all the scenery. The signals are all operable. It's just a really nicely done layout. And the layout tour has a lot of really, I think, interesting stories to it. So that's what I'm looking forward to editing and releasing because I think it's going to be very popular on the channel. August proved to be almost as busy as July was, and September is shaping up to be just as exciting. So let's move on to the catch of the month. Dennis Loudon sends in three great shots this month. The first one was taken in June. It's Union Pacific's SSP CLI waiting for the green signal so it can depart Belt Yard in St. Paul, Minnesota, on its way to Clinton, Iowa. The second shot from Dennis shows BNSF 25th anniversary engine number 6078 in the BNSF yard at Wilmar, Minnesota. The last shot from Dennis was taken in August. It's a gorgeous shot of Southern Pacific GS4 number 4449 heading westbound in La Crescent, Minnesota. Nick LaRusso caught this awesome shot of the Union Pacific Hollister local in Gilroy, California on August 15th, featuring a pair of GP60s. Ben Harp took these artsy action shots of former Cotton Belt GP60 1005 on the point of UP's Watsonville to Redwood City rock job. And finally, Bill Burkett sends in these two shots of some Union Pacific power out in Tracy, California. By the way, Bill, that's a nice patched unit there. Good catch. If you have a catch of the month you'd like to share, please send it to podcast at tsgmultimedia.com. Be sure you own the shot and include the what's, when's, and where's of the shots you send in. And now for this month's program schedule. On September 9th, we have a product spotlight for you. On September 10th, 
It's the Tuolumne Forks O-Scale Layout Tour with Bob Brown. You know Bob as the editor of the Narrow Gauge and Shortline Gazette. On September 16th, it's N-Scale Friday. On September 17th, Chasing Trains. The Western Pacific Railroad Museum in Portola. This is a good one. On September 21st, at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, it's TSG Live Talking Trains. On September 23rd, we have another product spotlight. And then on September 24th, it's TSG Live Model Railroading. This month's guest will be Rob Spangler talking about backdrops. September gets rounded out with one more episode of N-Scale Friday. So that's just about all I have for you this month. I'd like to ask you to please consider joining the TSG train crew on Patreon. It's as cheap as two bucks a month. It gets you sneak peeks of upcoming features in 4K without any ads, and it helps us make everything happen around here. Check out patreon.com slash TSG Multimedia to find out how you can add your support to our efforts. Summer's running out, so get out there and support your local historic preservation groups. It'll be fun, and you'll learn something in the process. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>